Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to a special series for Video Games to the Max. You know, we like doing lists so much last time. And we're just going to go ahead and do lists for a bunch of other years in this decade. Because we're doing a best of the decade, 2010 through 2018, and then kind of just seeing what if we do anything different with 2019 in lieu of eventually doing a top 100 of the decade uh, for the website w2net.com and everything and of course this is the official uh, video game podcast w2net.com video games to the max and I'm your host Sean Garman here with me as always Mr. Mark Morrison yep we're the only website doing a, doing a de- best game of the decade list yeah, of course, we're not. Uh, there's already some published, and there's some that's going to be published uh, throughout January as well. So uh, I've, I've already listened to some websites or, you know, podcasts that uh, belong to those websites that said that they're doing them as well. So, And the reason why they're all doing them right now is because we know, and Mark and I are going to do a special, or not a special, we're doing a regular podcast uh, that should be out at the same time as uh, the first three years that we're going to do on this same evening, uh, 2010 to 2012, uh, talking about the crazy first, I guess it's like six months of the year that has so many games coming out between like March and May or June. So everybody's trying to get out this decade thing by like January and February so that they have time to all go play those games and everything else. So... Uh, also here with us, the two guys that you hopefully heard on the uh, 2019 uh, Top 25 show, Jens. Hello, hello, hello. And Mr. Randy Isbell as well. Mm-hmm. Glad to be back. So guys, we did this kind of in this, yes, a little bit different than we did the Top 25 for the 2019. We still did the Top 10s, but what we're doing is we're taking... The top 10s were done with a point system where 10 points, your number 1 is 10 points and your number 10 is 1 point, And then it all gets kind of added up into a great spreadsheet that Randy made so that we could do this very easily. And we took the top 15 games for each year and put them uh, all in one list. And we're basically debating that 15 or sometimes 16, 17 because there was ties uh, for some of these years. And then pushing it down to a top 10 for that year. Now, for 2010 to 2016, the website didn't exist. So that's kind of us, I guess, going backwards and ranking a game of the year uh, for that year and also sort of having an idea of the games that we would include in the top 100 for those years uh, whenever we get to that point. So that's the idea for now. And then eventually we are going to do five podcasts where we go through the 
100 to 1 top 100 and those will be separate from this so might as well go ahead and start with 2010 so here is our top 15 as it stands right now before we start any kind of deliberations number 15 well technically it's tied for 14th deadly premonition the first one and dead rising 2 tied for 12th are limbo and yakuza 3 God of War 3 is 11th. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is 10th. Halo Reach, 9th. Fallout New Vegas in 8th. Super Mario Galaxy 2 in 7th. Super Meat Boy in 6th. Bioshock 2, 5th. Alan Wake, 4th. Bayonetta, 3rd. Mass Effect 2 and Red Dead Redemption. The first one, but technically I guess the second one in the story, (laughs) is uh, 1st. So... And they're both tied for first, Mass Effect 2 and Red Dead Redemption. So that's our list right now. And just missing out, tied for 16th, are four games, Rock Band 3, Heavy Rain, Vanquish, and StarCraft 2. So uh, before... The, the, the first StarCraft 2. <laughs> yes, the, four, the first StarCraft 2. Uh, Wings of Liberty. Uh, yeah, the to, human one. To be specific. Uh, so, yeah, before we get started i mean uh kind of going through that is there anything from your like personal list that didn't make it that you like really feel strongly saying it should be in here or you just want to give it a shout out maybe because nobody really paid attention to it or 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 you just want to say hey it came out in 2010 and i want to recognize it yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bummed about Vanquish not, not being in the top 15 just because I think it's such a great combat system where you can kind of combo from your slide movements into your attacks and into, you know, melee and, and co- it's just it has such a great flow to it. Even though it's, a, it's such a short game, it's like a four or five hour game and doesn't feel like a complete story and I've been waiting for a sequel forever. Uh, what is there and the boss design is really great. It's just an amazing feeling game. I'm very I think some, slick. Some of the missions in that game, though, were, I would say, bad. <laughs> like that, the mission when you're in the train car, you know, like having to snipe targets, and if you fail, if you fail to hit one, you're dead. It's like, yeah, this isn't great. <laughs> yeah, there was a little frustration. There, there's also, you know, some of the stuff later on with the, the, you know, those boss fights that morph into different forms and stuff. Or like when you die, like you're weapon upgrade gets like lost. <laughs> but but Mark, you can you can smoke. And it looks cool as hell. And then you toss the cigarette to distract the enemies. You can do that in Metal Gear Solid, too. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I, I, I just wanted to call it out as like the one that I'm most bummed about. I mean, I, I would have liked Heavy Rain to be on the, you know, in the 15 as well, but that I can understand more. Also, it's a very flawed game. I would say the only th- one that's missing is probably like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Oh, God. Because that, that was the last good Need for Speed game, first of all. Yes. And it, it introduced that uh, racing log or auto log thing that a lot of other games have used since then. <laughs> I know. I feel it was already on the decline at that point. It it just felt like a lesser. Um, oh, what's who's the developer that they, that they pulled up burnout? Yeah, exactly. It, it just it felt like Criterion limiting themselves trying to work in the need for speed formula to me or perhaps ea eliminating or ea limiting limiting them yeah no absolutely. Well, I, yeah. 
I actually thought it was like because I, I didn't like Burnout Paradise that much, so I actually thought it was a pretty decent return to form for them in that one game, and then the rest of them were shit. But that was like the only one I actually liked from them. As, yeah, as Burnout Paradise, Paradise seems to be kind of like one of those. There's a lot of people that liked it, and there's a lot of people that didn't. It's sort of depends on on your taste on that one, what? whatever. I actually did like that, like the cops versus robbers or cops versus racers. You know, that was a good push and pull for that game. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that's when Need for Speed's always been at its best. Is when it involves the cops in a good, <laughs> in an interesting way. Uh, I mean, you, you could make a case that Heavy Rain is perhaps still the best uh, David Cage game. No, I, nope. Uh, well, story-wise, anyway. A big Detroit fan. Yeah, uh, I would I, say I would say Detroit or Indigo Prophecy are probably better. <laughs> Mm, yeah. No, Indigo Prophecy falls apart really hard in the third act, but I also think Heavy Rain kind of falls yeah. apart once you get to the big twist. What what game of his doesn't fall apart in the third act? Um, they, they I mean, Detroit kind, of, kind of. Detroit carried, I think, the the narrative load best, it, even though it was very cliche and very predictable at parts. At it, least it followed through in what it was setting up. It carried it to a point until the main. Um, I, it's not Marcus, but the, the bald robot or the the caretaker robot is literally like dancing on the street, pointing his fingers at robots and turning them like to his side. Okay, so, you don't like that he has that, but that he gains that. Or approach. like that, like I mean, I got the good ending for that game. It's like, oh, the robot uprising was upheld by the power of love. It's like, huh? <laughs> well, okay, it, it's it's still better than who the killer turned out to be in Heavy Rain. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Fair enough. So no, no fight for StarCraft Two, Wings of Liberty. It was, I mean, it was good. I think I actually think StarCraft that one's the best of the three, personally. Um, but I think I'm the only RTS player here, so. No, I played it. I played it too. Okay, it was fine. I mean, but what so are we Starcraft. removing if we put StarCraft Two in there? Because you can make a case that StarCraft Two for I what mean, it does. I, I mean, even even for what it did for esports at the time when there really wasn't, you know, this big esports scene and, you know, multiplayer, all that. Well, of the big list, I would remove at least three games. So that's me. Okay, so what are your three games that you're saying you would you would remove? I would ditch Dead Rising two, uh, yes. Yakuza three personally, mm. and possibly God of War three. But that's yes, I think all the God God of War games except for this current one are shit. I mean, they're fun to oh, play. Oh, the original was great. No, I really... I, I, I mean, I had all those games. I think I'm still managing to actually have them. I just got bored about an hour the hour through, and I'm just like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, the combat... I, I mean, it, it, it... It's just like, pop the guy in the air, jump up, up you know, to him, and then, you know, keep hitting him until he explodes. So I already have Devil May Cry for that if I really wanted to play that. I think the combat is pretty good, and of course the visual spectacle in God of War was pretty unmatched for PS3. Well, I also I really hated Kratos as a character as well. That's the thing. So yeah, that that's my thing with God of War is I, I hate Kratos. I he's a complete idiot, and uh, God of War three pushes the story into new levels of stupidity. So and, and there and there are a couple of moments that are just. Man, I, I just never wanted to. I still haven't played the latest God of War because. No, I that's, God of War oh, but the latest God of so War is much. fantastic. I mean, yeah, that's that's the only good one. Cor- they totally <laughs> redeemed Kratos there. 
yeah, yeah, he has a character arc. He has actual like an actual personality. Well, like the uh, it's one of the few times a kid is actually helpful in a game. I just, for me, like the point when he shoves the uh, the lady in the gears to solve a puzzle was the point where I said, I'm done with this after this game. Like, no more God of War for me. Yeah, I, I think it's hard, to, especially it's hard to go back to any of those God of Wars after the that new one that came out because that's just totally different from those games i think for the time that god of war was out there i remember loving the first one the second one was fine uh for what it was after that i thought the psp games were okay for being on the psp and then the other god of war 3 and ascension were you know and by that point it was kind of far gone you didn't Uh, like multiplayer god of war no I, I do not come to God of War for the multiplayer right. uh, at all. Like, from a technical standpoint, though, you can make an argument for God of War 3 being notable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I always just value like gameplay over technical achievement, or at least a good story. So, hmm. I mean, let's face it, Deadly Premonition is a bad game to play, but it's a really out-there game with like memorable, memorable characters. Charming as hell. So it, you know, like, yeah, definitely. It being on this list is like, I mean, it wouldn't be on my personal list, but I'm okay with it being on this type of list because it's just a really interesting game. But God, like God of War three, I never found interesting. It's like, yep, this is the third one of those, and they did like no, there's no I, noticeable improvement aside, you know, aside from maybe like visuals that I saw. I'm assuming that it's number eleven here because Randy had it really high. Randy, do you want to say something about keeping God of War? In? No, I never played God of War 3. It was oh, okay. Then I don't know where it came yeah. from. Yeah, I mean, we got to remember that... Well, I should have mentioned that we had a different... We had one different voter from the when we did the top 25. Stephanie was 12 in 2010, so she could not uh, vote for uh, mm. for most of these years. Um, so we Angel was the one that voted instead, and he tended to play a lot of the AAAs and not so much uh, some of the other, you know, I guess... Indies or I mean, weirder games or whatever. Most so of, most of yeah. us also play a lot of these other games. It's not. Like, yeah, I know, but I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I think had she voted and you know been considering the kind of games she plays, they might have looked different had we had the same voting crew. But because we had a different voting crew, and also I think Daniel, who's not here to represent himself again because he's he works overnight job. I think he might have. I, I, I don't remember who exactly. I mean. I'm sitting here yeah. looking at these. I have the spreadsheet in front of me. I, I just, the people I that voted like, for God of War. I just War. trying to figure out who we're pissing off if we cut God yeah, of War. Yeah, Angel, like we Angel voted for it the highest out of the three that voted for it. Randy put it on here and Daniel as well. So, okay. Uh, yeah, and I only put it on there because when I was looking, I only put it on when I was looking at other lists. It was making it everywhere. So I just used it to fill out my list. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I feel I've actually played every single game on this list and every missing out game. So it's well, I'm going to make a case for Rock Band Three because yes, it's the best outside of Beat Saber. It's the best music game that is there out of this entire decade for what it does. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I mean to be fair, the if you're gonna play it with. With friends, yes, it takes out the band mode from two and all that stuff. But when they added keyboards, 
they added so many different people that all of a sudden wanted to play this game that would have never that never played with me. Uh, Rock Band Two. I I was somebody that Rock Band Two was a game my game in college, and mm-hmm. I was actually part of a gaming group that we took games to the assembly hall in college, and I'd take Rock Band Two and the people playing or whatever. But I remember going back with Rock Band Three and the keyboard, and all of a sudden the girls wanted to come and play. They would mm. they never played before. They wanted to play now because they had the keyboard, even though it wasn't very easy to play. They still wanted to. It had the harmonies, which allowed you to have two different singers, which is cool because now you can have three people playing karaoke at once instead of one. And you know the story mode and all that. I mean the the little challenge modes mm. aren't as cool as the you know the full band mode or whatever, but for having short stints of playing with someone, I think it was good for what it was. And not to mention, it has the best freaking soundtrack. Yeah. And also, you know, all those first pop there. songs finally make sense with the keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And not to mention uh, the songs that they got to add later because of my, the My argument against Rock Band 3 would be Rock Band 2, I think, is still better. Yes, because, and Rock Band Beatles is probably still the best rock band. If that had been well, yes. this decade, I think. Because, well, the reason Rock Band 2 is the best one it secretly is because there's a way to hack it so you can put in any song you want. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I don't know, the, the music store stuff in 3 was, was pretty great, especially with the um, you know, the creator well, for independent songs and all that. My, my, my that bigger problem amazing. with Rock Band as a whole is it never had a ton of music I liked in that game. <laughs> oh, man, no. That, like, that was a big... I, I think like Rock Band. Like, I, I went from two to three, and it was like import your library, and it was like it imported fifteen songs, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, they had a problem with the licensing for a while until they fixed it. Yeah. No, no, it yeah. wasn't that. It was just like, yeah, I only bought fifteen songs in Rock Band too, because I. <laughs> Dude, I I have like three thousand songs. Yep, yeah, so do I. Over onto the. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's ridiculous how much money I've spent on rock band stuff over the years, but I had the same experience that Sean, where basically just while I was in college, I was super into the music games. It's um, funny. It was a big thing for me. Uh, I mean, I think Jens might have seen it when he came over one time, but I have like a, a pristine Rock Band Two drum set in my room, <laughs> like still in the box. Never, it's never I, been opened. You never interested. It's, it's holding up my modded Xbox, and my PS4 on top. The of original it. Rock Band Two. Yeah. Oh. The, three, the 361. Like, the, the drums have cool. never been used. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get you. Like, you know, but... You also, have, you also have terrible... I mean, not terrible, but your, your taste in music does not comply with anything that would be in the normal music game for normal people. <laughs> yeah, it's just because all you people are bad. <laughs> God. Like, this, well, what's the before we get to that, I think also well, we have to remember a, we're not only... A, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, as opposed to Guitar Hero ACDC, or whatever the fuck they made. Oh, well, it was Rock Band. Band. Guitar Hero Guitar did... Band um, I just played that because it was free or something. I forget what. But like I think GameStop just gave me that on like a little disc and like a slip Guitar cover. Hero had yeah. uh, Van Halen, which is terrible. Yeah, yeah that's the one I meant, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, to, to uh, Mark's thing about cutting Dead Rising 2... I feel like Dead Rising 2 didn't really get good until off the record. Like, I, I feel like I off the record with the, with the co-op mode and just generally lessening the, the the oppressive systems of Dead Rising. 
That's why the only good Dead Rising is Dead Rising 4, because it does rain with all that bullshit. <laughs> well, we got to remember that well, technically what we're trying to do is cut the 15 to 10. So we got to figure out if there's any of the 10 that you would remove to either put one I, of the other five or the other four. You could honestly cut, like, the bottom 15, and I might cut, uh, I mean, I would probably cut maybe, like, Fallout New Vegas and put... I mean, if you really wanted, like, Deadly Premonition as number 10. I mean, but I, I would like that, but I feel like Fallout New Vegas just has so much cultural cachet. It's an important... Even though at the time, you know, I played on 360, it was a buggy mess and very slow, and, you know, some, I, several of the main quest lines were, like, straight up borked for me at some point, so I couldn't finish some of it. I mean, So I was very angry with it at the time, but it has, since it's been patched, and, you know, people kind of love it for the writing, and it's it's been kind of a fan favorite for years now, so... The, the only, I mean, the thing about New Vegas is it does have good companions and, like, a decent companion system. That's kind of about it. Like, their whole, like, ammo inventory system sucked, or no one cared about it. Uh, like, playing it was okay, but like you said, it was pretty pretty bad or, like, buggy. Even now, it's not, like, great. But, like, yeah. or the PC version is fine if you can mod it to hell, but it's, like... Go back to those old console versions. Is a good luck. I would, I would. Yeah, not. but I mean, that's not what we're we're looking at it from the perspective of. You're not playing it on your PS3. You're not playing it on your 360. You're playing it on whatever you got right now, and that's not nearly an issue at this point. So I mean, also, I mean, this is sacrilege because it's, I, know, I know it's a good game. I've never played it, but I'd probably cut Galaxy 2. <laughs> oh, Galaxy 2 basically Very takes good. everything from Galaxy 1 and makes it better. Yeah, I mean, but I, I just never played those games. So that's how, how about this? I, I would just cut 10 through 14 and make Deadly Premonition number 10. Uh, I would say You're no. not going to fight for Assassin's no. Creed at all? I, I, Mark, I, you're, the, you're the Assassin's Creed person. Yeah. I, I looks good. But it's just a it's just a slight evolution of two. Yeah, two is but good. But it's a better evolution of two. I mean, yeah, I think I think Brotherhood had a better uh, better story for one. Uh, it really like having Rome as just a whole single environment as opposed to like those stupid fragmentary cities in the second game was a better idea, and a much like a actual bad guy. Uh, the combat was better. Like, the horses weren't fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) The side stuff was good, you know. Yeah, and you could do the training, the the other assassins and set them on missions, too, which was... Yeah, the whole Brotherhood system was pretty neat that, of course, they cast away with in EC3, I think. What if if we cut Reach? I mean, it's it's got that smooth jazz score I love, but other than that, it's... You know, um, but it's a great story for a Halo game, though. You take Master good. Chief out, and it still tells a wonderful story, and it's got like probably the best shooting of the Bungie series mm-hmm. because you know it's the last one they made. And, you I mean, know, I, would, I would say Reach is like the best Halo game. Oh wait, period. Reach? No, I was thinking of what's the what's the you're, you're what's thinking the... of ODST. Yeah, ODST. Yeah. That's the you're good one. Of, you're thinking of a bad one. Nope, nope. Yeah, I don't care about Reach. Cut Reach. Nope. <laughs> Randy, do you have a what would be your game that you cut? I don't know what I'm cutting, but I want Limbo up over Deadly Premonition. Limbo's fantastic. 
I mean, it is over for Deadly Premonition, but they're all, at the moment, they would all be... I, I, I understand, but be, instead of bumping Deadly Premonition up to one of those spots, I'd put Limbo. Oh, I see. Right, right. I, I mean, would Limbo agree with you one. that Limbo was sort of the game that... I mean, obviously, it's tied with Inside as far as, like, having a story continuation, but um, it's also just one of those first indie games that kind of took you by surprise, uh, along with another game that we have on the list here of just it, it's hard it's very hard it's also like got a weird sense of atmosphere and it's mm-hmm. like look is pretty unique for its time of like you're also like watching a little kid get killed <laughs> multiple mm-hmm. times because you keep dying so it's pretty like weird in that sense too you know yeah, yeah but you I... feel bad you feel bad for that kid so you don't want him to die but yeah, no, certainly not, but it's like almost like Dark Souls and and platformer, you know? It's, oh, it's, it wasn't that uh, hard. I do feel the puzzles don't get a little bit worse in kind of the last act of that game yeah, when there's a lot of block pushing yeah, and stuff. The gravity section wasn't the best, but... Yeah, but but I agree, Limbo's a beautiful game. How about Limbo number 9, Deadly Premonition number 10? Uh Okay, so why why deadly oh. premonition so so loved? Yeah, explain explain this to me. Because you have a Twin Peaks fascination. Why well, love Twin well. Peaks too? But explain, like for people who don't know what deadly premonition is, you know, they saw this announcement of the second one coming, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> like you know. Okay, so deadly premonition is a is a weird detective game, set in kind of a huge but also strangely empty open world which is on a on like a real-time clock that barely matters <laughs> has terrible combat it's just there's just so many so many amazing moments in that game there's just so much it's like everything about the world and the characters and the uh, man, it's hard to justify. I just, <laughs> I I just think it's one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. Honestly, I mean, I, I just love it to death. I've, I've played it. I, you know, I you know I played the director's cut on PS3. I played the director's cut again on PC. Um, played it on 360 originally. It, it's I've I, I've gone back to it a lot. And uh, there's a lot of tedium in it too. But you somehow. Like all the all the jankiness and tedium and weird design decisions just kind of add to the what the fuckness of it. It just enhances. I don't know. It's you're you're not making your case to make it into the top ten, but you're making a case for me to have to play this. No, oh, yeah, exactly. It's what you're doing. I feel it's it's the pinnacle of the so bad it's good. Like it's the first <laughs> time really. You know, it's so bad it's good. Is a it's a thing that we all know and love in movies. You know, we all have have trashy or dumb or ridiculous movies that we love. Yes, I agree. Uh, but that doesn't usually translate to gaming because, it, you know, bad games are so painful to deal with. But uh, yeah, Deadly Permission somehow, somehow isn't. It somehow hits all the right spots for me. You made a habit of playing games like that, like that stupid biker game and oh, yeah. other crap like that. But I would never put Right to Hell Retribution on any list. So... <laughs> well, uh, all right. I have I not mean, made a good case. For that. Now it's I want to go play Deadly Premonition. That's 
<laughs> but I don't know. So I you guys know. like Reach? Would we? So would we cut Fallout New Vegas then? You're you don't have a a feeling for Fallout New Vegas at all, Randy? I I enjoyed it. I mean, for what it was, I, mean, I I agree with a lot of what has been said with the bugginess, and it wasn't the, it's, the cleanest it's, game, but it's very, it was it was better than three. Well, it's yeah. very just iterative. I mean, I actually st- I prefer actually three still more. I would say because I just like the bombed out DC as opposed to like the really empty Vegas, which made no sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't really have the scale of locations that you would expect from a Vegas setting. It feels very small some at times when it shouldn't. And also, also the, I, thought the, I thought the faction stuff in New Vegas was like really bad. Like the Oh no, that that's what's good. That's what people like, man. No, they like the companions. They don't care, give a fuck about Caesar Legion. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> from, from the internet discourse I've seen about that game. But I mean, I, as I said, I didn't have a good time of it when it released, so I'm not going to cry any tears if we cut Fallout New Vegas. I don't care, so I don't have an attachment to Fallout at all. I, let's cut it. <laughs> all right, so we're cutting Fallout New Vegas and putting in what? Limbo. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So are we putting Limbo at number eight then? Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it being under Halo and Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I just want it in the tent. That's my only goal in this. I, I, I think it's better than those two. I would They're say wrong. that as well, and I would say that Limbo makes a bigger impact as far as what it does than the other two. Because, I mean... Well, what? What impact? It made one other game, and that's been it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean... That's, that's very the same as Limbo. I mean... Well, it was style, very influential but... in in terms of the indie scene in general. There are a lot of Limbo likes now. Yeah, and there's and like how many times has Limbo been released on every? I mean, I I, li- I bought Google Play Pass for a dollar and it's on there. I mean, like, you know, that thing's literally on everything. It's it's one of those games that keeps getting ported for a reason. Because people will keep buying and keep playing it, and it's. I mean, to me, it, it stands out as as when when I think about indie games, it's one of those. It's up there, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, Super it's Meat Boy those, as well. That's on this list. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's one of those know. games, like you said, with Super Meat Boy, that was the big marquee thing for the. Yeah, Xbox it's in a summer arcade. of arcade game when Xbox Live Arcade was the one that was promoting indie games, you know. So. Uh, Back when that actually mattered. <laughs> Yeah, back when that mattered, but that's sort of what set the rise of indie games was was those two and you know a few others um, that came in the later years. So going further up the list because we do have to break a tie, number one, and then second, do we have any kind of attachment to like we haven't talked about uh, Bioshock Two, Alan Wake, Bayonetta, um. I mean, I, I'm a huge Alan Wake person. Uh, I know that. I mean, I would, same. I would, I would probably put Alan. I'm gonna say I put Alan Wake below Bioshock Two, and mm, I would say that because no. the combat in Alan Wake is bad. Disagree. But you're not playing Alan Wake for the combat, though. The point of Alan Wake it's a survival horror game more than a combat and game. It's not like the Bioshock games are amazing shooters. I think well, as a survival well, as a survival horror game, I found Alan Wake to be actually one of the best playing. Like it was, it was very, very clean. Because yeah, the DLC that comes afterwards the next year, 
turns it into a combat game, but that's not what the original Alan Wake was for. Well, yeah, but the original Alan Wake was supposed to be an open world game, and they shuttered that pretty quick. Like, I yeah. thought, like, Alan Wake was, like, very, it felt very fragmentary, because it's, like, it just felt like it was jumping in, like, abruptly jumping in spots, like, because it's, like, well, there's supposed to be, obviously, a bigger scene here, or, like, you know, more of a town, but they just couldn't do it. <laughs> I know, that never, that never jumped out at me, not, I mean, I, I guess I remember that it was supposed to be open world at some point, but it felt pretty seamless to me. Like there are some great, I would say there are some really great set pieces in Alan, Alan Wake. But yeah, the story is like, great in Alan Wake. It's not, yeah. Like the co- fucking combat against the uh, and the and the uh, trash bin or not trash bin, but the uh, trash dump against that dude. Like, oh man, this is bad. <laughs> also, as far as the uh, your your tiebreaker issue goes, I can settle that right now called mass effect 2 <laughs> i'm not gonna argue with that yeah i'm fine with, I, yeah mass effect 2 is uh like i, I would say both games uh, like all the subsequent games mass effect 3 and then red dead redemption 2 are disappointments compared to the previous games but i'd still say mass effect 2 is a better game <laughs> well i think a lot of people would tell you that red dead 1's a lot of its game doesn't hold up now uh, you know but i think uh i mean also i think we're missing the boat here that super mario galaxy 2 is one of the best super mario games period to exist and it's way down there i mean it's good but it's just i mean it's they literally literally started as a level pack like (laughs) i know but they added yoshi and they made i mean they made traversal around that thing a lot easier they made uh, uh some of those levels they things they added to to Wait. Galaxy Two were fantastic. I mean, it's just everyone knows that when you add Yoshi to a game, it becomes shit. <laughs> I love Super Mario World. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, so moving up, I, I think it is extremely strong. I agree with you. I would also I would make an argument for swapping Bayonetta and Red Dead. Like I, I think Bayonetta has aged a lot better. Um, it's still probably the best thing Platinum's ever made, one of the greatest combat systems ever. You know, it took everything that was good about Devil May Cry and turned it to 11. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, that's just true. added a level of crazy and, like, man, the set pieces in that game are incredible. The bosses in that game are incredible. Every every bit of design, every bit of, like, the entire look of it, the the music, everything about it is just absolutely top tier. Now, of course, Red Dead is also... You know, it's a AAA Rockstar game. It's also in a, a super polished and, and uh, really impressive for its time. But uh, I just don't think it's anywhere as fun. I would agree with it. Not as fun. Totally. A bayonet is just action every two seconds. And it's one of the, you know, the game, you know, you could point to it as one of the games that perhaps started the whole, we should get more female leads in video games, like Bayonetta as a character is pretty awesome. Yes, she makes her clothes with her hair, but you know, still, I mean, like when I play that game, it's just, it, it's it's like an awesome thing that you get to go. Hey, she's kicking ass. She's got witching. T- like you earn freaking bullet time in that game. I mean, how much more do you want? <laughs> so, um, and, and you yeah, can't the, complain the dodge about mechanics. It, the triggering witch time is still one of my favorite things in any third-person action game. 
Yeah. It feels so good. And, and not only that, is I think it's just um, you can't really complain about the combat because you can clearly see what the enemies are doing. You just have to pay attention and you can counter it. And uh, even if you play it on a hard difficulty or when it does get harder, you know. Yep. So yeah, you can learn it. You can learn it really well. Uh, anybody else have a problem with moving it up? I'm fine. I'm like, I think I, I played it like a year or two after, so I'm, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, so why? So you know, I think a lot of people would say that Bioshock Two, like that's the like redheaded stepchild of the Bioshock yeah. Trinity. Why Bioshock Two? I don't uh, get it. So great, Mark. Uh, it has good combat, which the other two don't. But Bioshock shouldn't be about combat. It's atmosphere. It, it took a, a spooky atmosphere game that had a, a wonderful world and turned it into a basic shooter. Then why do all the other shot games have combat? <laughs> I mean, you had to have some combat, but it well, I think really Infinite took. took yeah, Infinite Bioshock takes a little both. bit of one and two. It has do, good do, combat and good atmosphere. So you got oh, best of all worlds. It's zero atmosphere. So I, I don't really, I mean, I, it just kind of feels like a retread to me. I didn't think the narrative was nearly as strong. Um, the only thing that to me justifies Bioshock 2 being on this list at all is Minerva's Den. Because well, Minerva's just, Den is a yeah. serious return to form and maybe the best bit of Bioshock content. No, I think, like, everyone wanted to play, or, you know, you have that whole sequence in uh, Bioshock 1 where you, you know, become the ghetto... Uh, Big Daddy right. for like a, a half minute. Uh, yeah, and they like make you game, the ba- Well, this game lets you just do it all the time. Yeah, and it's not uh, fun. Well, like the... The fact that you can have your drill or a gun and a plasmid is always nice. Mm-hmm. And something Skyrim basically ripped off later on. <laughs> I really don't understand why it's number... Like, like I would put that at 10, if at all. I mean, it, it's better... I would say it's better than Infinite, for damn sure... Yeah, I don't like Infinite, and but that's a different conversation. better than the first 20... Or the first, like, 20 minutes of Bioshock 1 are amazing. Uh, and then I think it, this kind of slowly goes downhill because, mm-hmm. like, the, the kind of stupid uh, twist, like, doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, so, I, yeah, I just think the story, too, is, like, great. Eat, like, the DLC or just the main story... Well, also, two's a lot more two's a lot more tactical, which I really appreciated. Randy, anything else on? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm like the answer. I'm not a big Bioshock Two person. I, I like Infinite more than most people do, but I wouldn't say it's great by any means. But I still think Two's the weakest of the trio. Well, if okay, you want to put so, it lower, it's fine. But I would still have it on this list. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree with it being on the list above the yeah. ones that are not. Um. If, I if think Tomorrow Galaxy Two needs to go above Red Dead as well. It's if you're going to talk about more fun, it's way more fun Whoa. than Red Dead. Uh, calm down, no. calm down. I, I would. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're you're moving Meat Boy above him. No. I mean, yeah. you can't just have you can't just you know base it on a level of fun. Like you always talk about like. But what it does like, is a technical achievement yeah. on the freaking Wii. I mean, yeah, we're talking about on the Wii. <laughs> like, Still. you can't honestly say, like, if I, had a, if I had a picture of 
you know, the first one and the second one, you couldn't say, like, oh, this is dramatically better. It's like, they look like the same, more or less. So what, what I mean, except, for, like, except for, like, if one had, it had Yoshi in it, then it's like, okay, yeah, that's clearly the second one. <laughs> Red Dead does have more cultural significance, I feel, than Mario Galaxy 2. I mean, Galaxy 2 is... I know I wouldn't call it a forgotten game, but you don't really hear people talk about it as much, which is maybe an argument actually for putting it higher um, to give it its due. But uh, I still think putting it in front of Red Dead is a little crazy. Yeah. Um, but I'd be fine with it being above Super Meat Boy. But of course, Super Meat Boy is also kind of a stone cold classic. So I'm still waiting for the sequel. Damn it. Yeah, I, well, it'll come I, I out. I like where everything is right now. Well, aren't we're, they making out. that Meat Boy Forever game? Yes, yeah, they, they are. It's supposed to come out this year. Five years. Or next year. Yeah. Right. So with, with Bioshock 2 at number 10... Uh, I still think Limbo like could go games. above Reach and Brotherhood. So the Limbo at 7 and then... The other two, yeah, down. This looks good to me the way it is now. Yeah, I guess. I see, I see no. I see no issues. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, you want it? You want to talk about Super Meat Boy for a little bit because we haven't even said anything about it. I mean, I don't know how much you. I mean, great controls, good soundtrack, good extras and hidden stuff. I mean, like a picture, like a great modern two D twist on a platformer. Yeah. And also, the, I, kind of the. The premiere of, or not, well, not premiere, but popularized the this is the run kind of game that used to be just a staple of people making like super hard, like flash games and stuff like that. I uh, started you know, off as, so. <laughs> you know, this thing of like a level that you can complete in like a minute, but you're just, you, you know, kind of butt your head up against it. And the way it tells you where you died. Oh, yeah, I love that feature, especially yeah. on really hard levels, and you see, like, 900 little meat boys start, and by the end, there's just one left standing. <laughs> it's fantastic. It, to me, it's, it, I mean, I'm, a, I'm more of a platformer person, and Super Meat Boy, to me, is my version of Dark Souls, where, like, people go, oh, it's too hard, which I say about Dark Souls, but I, I have no problem, like, learning the levels and, and getting it down, because of, like, what Mark said. I mean, the controls are spot on. You never feel like you're, you're cheated out of a death. You know it's you, mm -hmm. and it's just your abilities. I think it's one of the best platformers of all time. It's so good. Yeah, I, I also like the way... I mean, it's it's cute and it's silly, but I love the way it tells the story, too. Right. Yeah. So, I, I, will, I think this list is fine the way it is, too. So... Uh, here you go. We did the first year in forty and probably about like thirty-five minutes. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. Mm. Uh, so here we go. Mass Effect Two is our, I guess, quote-unquote game of the year for two thousand ten. Bayonetta number two, Red Dead Redemption number three, Alan Wake four, Super Meat Boy five, Mario Galaxy two six, Limbo seven, Halo Reach eight, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood nine, and Bioshock ten. Should, so. should we send the creators of Mass Effect 2 an award just so when they get it in the middle, they're like, why are we getting an award now? <laughs> <laughs> they're too worried about how they're going to revive Anthem to worry about getting old awards yeah. in Mass Effect 2. I, I, I don't so. think they're even going to try. And we'd, we'd have to track them down wherever they're working now because, you know. Well, Casey Hudson's still there. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one, one holdout. <laughs> yeah, the one holdout, basically. <laughs> so... Well, there you go. Uh, some of these others we'll, we'll, we might talk about again. and uh, We have some 2010 
games that perhaps we'll we'll talk about uh, later on when we have our For Influential Reasons podcast. But that's it for 2010. Uh, Hopefully you'll listen to our continuing series of Through the Years, uh, looking at the best of the decade. You heard our top 10 for 2010 uh, for Randy, Mark, Jens, and myself. See you on the next one.